Hello and welcome to a new episode of Vipers Voices, the podcast of the Desert Vipers, a side that plays in the UAE's own 2020 cricket league, the DP World ILT20. And in this one, we reflect on a 30-run loss at the hands of MI Emirates in Abu Dhabi on Sunday, February the 4th, the Vipers' eighth game of this campaign. Coming up, we have reaction from debutante leg spinner Nathan Souter, who performed admirably in taking one for 27. And there's also the views of Ali Nasir, the UAE all-rounder, who scored his maiden DP World ILT 20 half-century, weighing in with an unbeaten 63 from 47 balls, which ensured the damage to the Vipers' net run rate in the face of the loss wasn't as bad as it could have been. The loss does leave the side, though, battling it out with a host of other teams for a place in the top four and therefore a spot in the end-of-season playoffs, and it looks like it's a battle that's going to go down to the wire. The Vipers now have two matches left in the regular season against the Dubai Capitals in Dubai on Friday, February the 9th, and then Sharjah Warriors in Sharjah two days later. And if you want to watch either or both games, then it really couldn't be easier to secure your tickets. You can do so via the league's own website, www.ilt20.ae, or at any Virgin Megastore across the UAE. Let's now look back on that loss to MI Emirates. The defeat was a tough one to take for the Vipers players and staff after all the positivity of the previous day and the win over the Gulf Giants, but it was one that MI Emirates fully merited. They played excellent cricket and were just too good for the Vipers on the day. Colin Munro won the toss and opted to bowl, as have most captains in the tournament so far, and although Mohamed Amir dismissed UAE captain Mohamed Wazim for seven, while Nathan Souter removed Andre Fletcher, The home team was still able to power along impressively in the power play, scoring 56 for the loss of those two wickets. Sri Lanka's Kusal Pereira scored 65 from 46 balls as opener, with former India batter Ambati Rayudu happy to play second fiddle with his 44 from 38 deliveries. But the really explosive contribution came at the back end of the innings from MI Emirates captain Nicholas Puran. He hit his first two balls for six and scored 39 from 15 deliveries before Matisha Patirana dismissed him in the final over, a superb over two that cost just three runs. Puran's innings meant the difference for MI Emirates between 170 and their eventual 188 for five, and it meant a steep chase for the Vipers in fine but very blustery conditions with a strong wind blowing across the ground throughout the match. Mohamed Amir was the Vipers' most successful bowler with two for 29, while Nathan Sauter, Matisha Patirana and Wanindu Hasaranga captured a wicket apiece. The Vipers' response simply never got going. Rowan Mustafa was dismissed second ball by left-arm spinner Akil Hossein and wickets tumbled across the first seven overs, by which time Colin Munro's side were 45 for six. The only bright spot during that period was Alex Hales going past 12,000 2020 career runs, joining a select group who've achieved the feat 
He became just the fourth to get there after Chris Gale, Shoaib Malik and Kyron Pollard. The Vipers were 82 for 7 with 8 overs left and were staring down the barrel of a massive loss that could have been disastrous for the side's net run rate. But at that point, Luke Wood joined Ali Nasir and the pair played thoroughly sensibly to add 73 in 7.5 overs. It ensured that the scale of the defeat was still significant, but certainly not as bad as it could have been. Ali's 63 in 47 balls included 5 4s and 2 6s, while Luke made 30 from 21 deliveries, and by the time they were separated in the final over, the Vipers had achieved respectability and much more. The Vipers finished on 158 for 8, a 30 run reverse, with Afghanistan left arm seaman swing bowler Faisal Haq Faruqi finishing with 4 for 31 to give him 17 wickets in the tournament so far. The result means that MI Emirates have qualified for the playoffs, but who will join them is still very much up in the air. Let's get some reaction now, starting with Vipers debutante Nathan Souter. Nathan, thanks so much for being with us. Now, the first question I have to ask you is, when did you find out you were playing? Uh, oh, this morning, actually, at breakfast, Fozzy gave me a text, said where I was eating an omelette at the time, and he come and found me and said, go well, you're in, pretty much. So, yeah, it was pretty exciting. I've been chomping at the bit to get an opportunity to have a crack in this tournament. So, yeah, it was nice to be out there tonight. Shame that we lost. And the good news was, of course, when you were presented with your cap before play, you had it presented by Wanindu Hasaranga. What's it been like to be around him and involved with him and the other leg spinners, of course, in, in the squad? There's been uh, Kartik Mayapan, Shadab Khan, of course. It must be fantastic from your point of view to be around all these players. Yes, yeah, absolutely exciting to obviously get your hat off when he was, it was quite a cool moment. Like you come to this tournament and you see the players that are in our squad. So to get it off him is quite a nice little touch. So yeah, but yeah, the other boys you mentioned there, it's been awesome to work with them too. There's so much information we can share for each other. And hopefully, like we might see some of that later in the tournament if, um, Kati gets an opportunity as well. So yeah, we, we've been learning a lot of Crowey as well with, having lots of charts around what we see from Hasaranga and Shadab and how we go about our business. So, yeah, it's exciting to work with people like that because you don't always get that. And, of course, as you mentioned, Carl Crow, it's not often you get a specialist spin bowling coach either, so that must be terrific as well. Yeah, that, that's unreal. It's awesome. I can't remember a time in my career other than when we had Daniel Vittoria Middlesex as head coach where I got to spend a bit of time with him working on my bowling and stuff like that. But to have someone... Like Crowley as well, he's been around, worked with some of the best bowlers in the world. So just to get his insights, and it's really good. Just tell us about the surface for today's game. There was a, a howling gale blowing across the ground for, for most of it. And I just wonder whether the surface w was quite dry. Rowan Mustafa bowled today, and he hasn't bowled that often in the tournament. Yeah. You bowled. Hasaranga bowled as well. I just wonder whether there was a little bit on offer for you guys. Yeah, there definitely was a little bit there. I think it just seemed like pace off was a little bit harder to hit, I thought, tonight. And I think we try to utilise that with obviously me coming in. We, we could bowl Hass a little bit deeper than we used Ronnie at the time. But yeah, I think you've seen with their, their spinners as well. They they help, When you bowled a nice length, it was really hard to hit. But if you missed, I think Hass and I missed a couple of times and we got punished for that as well. So it was a good wicket. I think... 
I thought at the end, I thought they could have been 10 light if we batted well. But it wasn't to be. We didn't get off to the greatest start when you lose. I think it might have been four in the power play. So it's, it's tough chasing any score, let alone 180 plus. And of course, you bowled in the power play. You bowled the sixth over. Is that something you're used to doing, bowling in the power play? Oh, I probably could count on my hands how many times I bowled in the power play. But yeah, it was something that um, I did a little bit in the 100 last year. Tom come to me in the 100 last year and said, oh, do you mind giving it a go? We, we got a thought that it could work. It's something I haven't done a lot, so it's still a bit of a learning curve, trying to get your fields right and then just backing your lengths and stuff like that. But, yeah, I'm I'm happy to do any job. I'll bat, I'll bat opener if they want me to do. I'll bowl the last over, I'll bowl the first over. I, I just want to get involved, so it's never it's never a problem. Tell us about your wicket. Uh, you had uh, uh, a wicket in your first over. Yeah, I just got hit for four, the ball four, and just, just run down the wicket. So I just thought I'd get a little bit, try to go a little bit tighter, and he'd run a little bit wider, and he kind of just inside half chunked it, which was nice. And it was never getting over that boundary of 60k wind going that way. I didn't, so a good catch by Woody running it in. So yeah, it was just nice to get, make an impact early, and it settled me down quite quickly. Yeah, you got Andre Fletcher out, but for most of the time during that innings, MI Emirates were quite canny. There was a left and right hand combination almost throughout. How difficult was that to, to bowl to and adjust your lines, adjust your lengths? Yeah, it's was, it was quite hard because you had, like we said, that wind going one way. So the left hander, you couldn't get too straight to him. And I did maybe back end of my spell and ended up on the hill. So yeah, it definitely, it's just trying to keep the ball tight, keep the stumps in play. Just stuff like Hass has been speaking to me about and Crowey, and that's how I kind of bowl as well. We've like quite similar mentality, just keep the stumps in play. We've got a 50-50 chance then, and that's what we try to do, especially in the power play. It wasn't much bounce because I kind of go under the ball sometimes and try to skid it under people. So, yeah, it was it's difficult, but you you played enough cricket, you've done it enough times, so you just got to embrace it and go with it. One for twenty-seven off the four overs that you bowled. How did you? Uh, how did you think you got on? Were you happy? Um, yeah, you're pleased. But I think I look back at four balls in my spell. I went for twenty-two runs, so twenty balls went for you know what I mean not many. So it's kind of it could have been a lot better and it could have been a lot worse. So you like like I said, it was just nice to get out there and try to make a, a positive impact on the team. Just shame it wasn't our night tonight. Nicholas Puran, what an innings from him at the back end of the MI Emirates uh, effort. 39 from 15 balls. He came in and went 6-6. Goodness me, that must be uh, no fun at all to be in the field when that's happening. No, it's quite it's quite daunting, to be fair. But obviously, he's a very good player, and that's what he's known for. And they kind of set the innings up perfectly for him to explode in that manner. But as well as that, some nights that goes straight up, and then they only get 160, and we're right in the game tonight. So... Sometimes you've got to take your hat off to players like that and say, well played. I think we've had that a couple of times in this tournament where we've been on the back end of some very good batting as well. But we still want to get better and we still need to be smarter with what we do because we've got very good players in our team as well. 188 for five from MI Emirates. Uh, you mentioned you thought that might have been a little bit below par if everything went the Vipers' way. Yeah, I just think I just thought with that wind, you could, we could have really... Only really needed ten good ten good overs hitting with that wind, and you probably only need eight and over if you go if you can get ten and over with the wind. So it's just I just wasn't our night. I just they started the power play on fire. They and they took the game away from us within the first six overs, and it's a tall tall order to get back in the game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Forty five for six at one stage. In which case. 
that really is a fantastic fight back by Luke Wood and Ali Nasir at the back end, isn't it? They added, I think it was 73 in seven overs. I think that, that, that really could be crucial in the final analysis in terms of protecting the Vipers' net run rate, couldn't it? Yeah, definitely. They both played really well. Just got us, just gave us a chance going into these last two games that our net run rate won't be smashed out the ground if, to put it in a, one way. But I think, Ali played unbelievable to come out in that pressure and get what I think he might end up on 60, maybe 63, 63. Yeah. So like hats off to him, young fella in a pressure situation against a great team as well. So I think that showed our um, fighting spirit, sorry. And hopefully we can take that into the last couple of games because we could have easily rolled over and got our bellies tickled, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's been an intense schedule, though, hasn't it? Six games in, in nine days. Now there's no game for five days. You must want to keep playing, given <laughs> given you've made an impact in your first game. Yeah, but I think I was saying earlier to someone else, it was, I think the team needs a little bit of a break. We need a reset. We need a couple of training days, probably, just to get the confidence back up. And like, We're not far away, but we're not close either, if that makes sense. So we need to really have a crack at these last two games. If we have that spirit the boys showed at the end, I think we can really still make a mark in this tournament. Well, two games left. The Dubai Capitals in Dubai and then Sharjah Warriors in Sharjah. Do you think it's two must-win games now, or, or will one win be enough to get into the top four? Yeah, I think we have to win both. If we're going to be a serious contenders in this competition, we've got to go these last two games and win both, and then let the rest of the table work itself out. And then we just got every game's a knockout game now, so even if we get through, it's, we're not going to be... I don't think we're going to have the opportunity to finish in the top two to get that second bite of the cherry this year, so... I think every game from here on in is a knockout. So hopefully we've still got five games to go in this tournament. Nathan Souter, honest in his assessment of where it all went wrong for the Vipers against MI Emirates, but still confident the side can find the form to be contenders for the title. Now let's hear from Ali Nazir. He spoke after the match to local media and he started off by explaining how he went about his innings in the face of what was a dire situation for the Vipers as he went to the crease. Yeah, you're right. Um, when I went to bat, uh, our coach James Foster told me just uh, try and take it as deep as possible, try and play and try and build partnerships. And now that's all I did. And um, I was happy to actually get some runs, but I was obviously sad to not win the game for, for, for the team today. So I think uh, next time, if I can, you know, win the game, uh, then I'll be a lot more happier. And so, so will the team. Yeah, or like you said, um, MI Emirates had a pretty strong bowling attack, so I was pretty glad to be able to score some runs against them. And I'm hoping to take this confidence into my uh, future games for the UAE and for the IC20 games. Yeah, it's, it's going pretty well so far. Um, I was lucky. I was lucky enough to you know, play the last uh, three, four games back-to-back. Um, so I was, I'm thankful to the management for having that trust in me and I'm hoping to perform even better for the Desert Vipers. It's massive, um, you know, just to be able to share the dressing room with the likes of Mohamed Amir, Shaina Freezy, but also Colin Munro, Alex Hills. You know, you learn a lot from them um, about your own game, uh, whether it's fielding, batting, bowling. So I think it's uh, helped not just myself, but all the UA players um, who are a part of this um, to become better players after this. Uh, yeah, for sure. I think if we win the next two games um, out of our, I think, two out of two, so I think we're pretty confident in doing that um, and hopefully we can qualify for the playoffs. Ali Nazir, happy to get his maiden DP World ILT 2050, disappointed it couldn't have been in a winning cause and still, like Nathan Souter, positive the side can challenge for the title. And that brings down the curtain on another episode of Vipers Voices. And after six matches in nine hectic days, the squad can now draw breath 
as their next match isn't until Friday the 9th of February against the Dubai Capitals in Dubai, the side's penultimate match of the regular season. Tickets are available for that match and everyone the Vipers will play via the ILT20 website and also at Virgin Mega Stores throughout the UAE. We'll be back with build-up to that match against the Dubai Capitals here on Vipers Voices, so make sure you subscribe to this podcast for all the latest news from inside the Vipers camp. Don't forget, too, that you can follow the Vipers' every move on all the major social media platforms. For now then, this is Brian Murgatroyd saying, as ever, thanks so much for listening.